Welcome to the Millionaire Cookbook. I'm your host, Mohammed Sabri, and I'm looking to provide you with a million dollars worth of value in a single podcast. All right, hello everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Millionaire Cookbook. This is episode 32, and today we're joined by Rahul Sondi, who is a personal trainer. Um, he's done in person. He's also doing online coaching, and he even runs a little um, in person training business from his own home. Actually, he uh, he revamped his entire garage, so it's a whole home gym, and he brings clients, and it's awesome. But as far as what we talked about today, uh, we touched up a lot on the business side of things, especially because this is someone who, when we met, he was just you know the the guy at the front desk at my gym, and then he started training people there. And then he ended up like turning it into a business, um, a mobile business, actually. Uh, we touch up on that a lot. And now he's doing online coaching. So this is someone who's kind of been all over the place as far as the uh, personal training space goes. And he's obviously someone that's done it and successfully transitioned into the different avenues of it. So he's a really good person to come on. And the way he answered my questions was very thorough and very informative and i believe that anybody in the personal training space that's either trying to get into it or they just start and they're trying to kickstart or even if they're already experienced want to learn a thing or two you know you're gonna learn a lot out of this conversation just like i did you know so other than that you know even if you're not interested in the personal training side of things we do talk a lot on the second half of the podcast about things like motivation and discipline and you know stuff like that and goal setting just kind of the basic non-negotiables that people need to go through in order to have a successful fitness journey and lifestyle so yeah without further ado um, as always in the description we have all the main subtopics talked about but other than that i hope you guys enjoy the episode and i hope you guys find it informative enjoy All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Millionaire Cookbook. This is episode 32, and today I'm joined by my good friend, Rahul Sondi. So, Rahul, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for coming on. I know it's been it's been a while, so. It has. It has. Thank you so much for having me on, man. It's an absolute pleasure to be on your podcast. Of course. Yeah, man. We've had a lot of good people on so far, and last episode, episode 31, we had a we also had someone in the fitness industry on. So to continue this little short-term trend, we have no better person than you. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. I love health and fitness, man. This is what I do all day. So can't wait to chat and dive more deep about it. 100%, man. So just to start off, how about you give an introduction about yourself, uh, how you got into fitness in general, and as well, uh, how you got into like the business side of things, your company, and like exactly what you do on a day-to-day. Yeah, so no problem. So a um, little short story about myself, man, is I got into fitness, um, honestly, when I was like, about 14, 15. So 
multiple little things got me into fitness. So big reason why I'm actually in the fitness industry and what changed my whole perspective was um, one, I was always like a really skinny kid growing up. And I'm, I'm not saying like I'm a very large person now, but I was like extremely skinny. When mm-hmm. I say extremely skinny, I mean like 90 pounds throughout grade nine, 10, 11, like 90 pounds skin and bone. And if I could show you a picture right now, you would look at me and laugh and be like, yo, shit, who is that guy? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that, that was a kind of like, you know, what I, I, when I found the gym, it was like, it was, it was a big thing in my life and I always wanted to go. And then I started noticing changes, positive changes in my body. Um, and so that's what got me going into the gym. But then what got me into personal training was actually, um, a little bit of a personal story. So I'll, I'll share it. And so what it was, was so back about seven years ago, um, my father uh, had a heart condition. So what actually ended up happening was anytime he did any sort of physical activity, he started to notice like when he was shoveling the driveway, you know, he would get like pain in his chest. And then when he started uh, doing any sort of like running or physical activity, anything, you know, for a long, for even like a short period of time, he'd get some sort of chest pain. So then he ended up getting checked. They did some tests and then they ended up finding out that he had um, blockages in his main arteries. So his, his main artery was blocked 99%, 75% and 65%. So literally he was a walking time bomb. And when I say he was a walking time bomb, his... He could have had a massive heart attack at any point in his life. Oh, wow. So, um, so you know what? Doctors caught it right on time, and we were able to uh, get him, get him into the hospital, get him into an emergency room, and they did emergency surgery on him. So, did surgeries, popped in three stints into him, and you know what? He is doing absolutely phenomenal. That's but it wasn't but it wasn't, you know, that quick of a recovery process. So Mm -hmm. why I'm sharing this portion of the story is because this is how I got started into the personal training world. So what ended up happening was doctors told him he needs to change his health, fitness and complete lifestyle. And so that was a moment where it was like a game changer. It's like, okay, you know what, I'm in a position where I wish I could help my dad. But at that time, seven years ago, I didn't know enough to be able to be like okay I'll take my dad on I didn't know enough to be able to help my dad the way someone should a health professional should so they ended up hiring a personal trainer who knew the ins and outs of health and fitness who knew everything so um so anyways that gentleman ended up helping my parents out uh both my mom and dad but mainly my father and changing his life completely he lost over 25 pounds uh, became a new man, looked healthier, was healthier, lived a healthy life, and still is, until this day, living a very healthy life. So I want to be that person to be able to help my dad, and I wasn't able to at that time. So that's when I learned, um, that's when I took on learning everything about health and fitness, man. I did, like, I was already studying it as a hobby, but I took it on as a profession. So while I was in school, I started, I started getting my certification for personal training. I started to get learn, 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 eat, sleep, like read all this shit and repeat. You know what I mean? Yeah. That that's that's exactly what I was doing. And so that's that's what I would do. And because I wanted to be that person to make a difference in my father's life. And at that time I wasn't able to. So I told myself that, you know what? I can't do that now in my father's life, but I want to be able to help and change everybody else's life. Mm-hmm. 
anyone around the world. My goal in my life is, you know, to be able to help people every single day. So now that's exactly what I do. I'm living my dream. I'm living my passion. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's how I got into uh, personal training. That's why I do what I do every single day. And that's, uh, that's like exactly how I got into this business. Um, and so, you know, it started with uh, me doing it as a, a side, as kind of like a side gig. So I was working at, I was working as, you know, where we met um, at front desk at a gym. Yeah. Uh, and so I was working front desk at a gym. I was doing full-time school, university, and then I started a personal training business. So I started working uh, kind of at that small gym. I was never a fan of the big box gyms. So I have my personal reasons for that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, so, yeah, never, never, never a fan of working for them um, because I just, uh, just, just my my morals and ethics don't align with those kind of businesses. So, um, so I didn't work for them. Not to say I didn't have job opportunities with them. I did, but just chose not to go that way. And worked for a small gym for a little bit. Look, got a little bit of experience with some clients. And then after six months later, about six months down the road, I decided, you know what? I feel ready enough. I've worked with a lot of people over these last six months. I'm ready to open up my own my own little gig. You know, so. I started a mobile personal training business here in Ottawa. So um, that's that's how I started. I started with opening up a mobile personal training service. And what, what that was is we go to people's houses, condos, apartments, and train everyone at the convenience of their own home. And people were always confused at that model. They're like, why would you do that? And I'm like, well, a lot of people, a lot of people's excuse for not working out, for not doing health and fitness is always, I don't have time. I don't want to go to a gym because I'm embarrassed and I don't know what to do. And like, I'm just, you know, I'm scared. Like, like, you know, let's say, let's say females or males intimidated by other people. You can go into any big box gym and you can get intimidated. Any of us can say that, Mm -hmm. you know, the first time going to a gym, you can feel extremely intimidated. Of course, you know, as you go somewhere, you, you know, you slowly get to know people, you slowly feel more comfortable. But the first time walking into a new gym, whether it's here, anywhere, is like, it's, it can be intimidating. But not only that, it's, you know, a lot of people complain about they don't have enough time. So um, my service really allowed people to not kind of give an excuse. And it holds people very accountable because um, we go to them. So uh, start a mobile personal training business where we go to them. And I still offer that service. I have a team that we offer. We go to people, we go to the houses, condos, apartments, train them at the convenience of their own home. And now, um, sorry, I've been rambling on for a while. That's, that's cool, man. <laughs> as long as you need. Uh, yeah, so now I run, uh, I will have my own little home gym where I have, uh, where I take on people. And I also do online coaching for clients all over the world. So that's where uh, we, I coach a lot of clients, give them personalized meal plans, nutrition plans, uh, workout plans, and accountability checks. But that's the whole why I got started, where I'm at now, and what, what I'm up to in just like a small little form. Oh, Sorry man. for the ramble, guys. <laughs> hey, man, no problem. People need to know. You know, I've had, uh, I've had a lot longer intros as well, but yeah, yeah man, that's, yeah. that's awesome and very well put. And it goes to show like just the reason why you started like a big common theme that I see with a bunch of people that I that got into this as far as, you know, training or even just making an Instagram account and posting their progress and giving tips 
it all rooted down to passion and trying to help other people, which is, which is awesome. 100% man. And I think, you know, being in the, in this industry, you have to have a, a genuine passion for helping people, you know, and that's, that's the main thing is like, you want to be able to make a difference in someone's life. A hundred percent, you know, like, and people can tell when you're genuine and there to help as well, because, you know, there's a lot of, you know, like Instagram celebrities, like in the fitness industry, thankfully, like, I don't know anyone personally like this, everyone's just trying to help each other out in in my personal life. But you see a lot of celebrities, you know, you can, you can tell like, who's there just for like, narcissistic purposes, and who's there to actually be there for people, you know? Yes, 100%. And I agree with you. I agree with you. You gotta, you gotta not only practice what you preach, but you gotta also like, you know, uh, you, you gotta give people like the, your true colors on why you're doing everything, you know, and share and share your story, share your passion with other people and actually be genuine about it. I think that's so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you know, quick example, like, I'm not trying to make this about me, but like, just a quick side note, like the whole no. reason I even like, started introducing the importance of sleep and sleep habits on on my page just because like I see how great of a day I have when I have a good night's rest like as far as energy mood productivity and then I see myself you know on three four five six hours of sleep how I perform then and it's like you know I don't want people to go through this same thing you know because you know good sleep it's the foundation of everything and it's changed my life so I wanted to push that onto other people and help people out. So that's exactly like the same reason you got into it. So no, exactly, man. And, and you are right. Sleep is so important. So under like underlooked, uh, not enough people pay attention to it. They're just like, Oh, I'm not getting enough sleep, but why aren't you getting enough sleep? And you know what you dive, I know you dive super deep into sleep and I find it super cool. One of my clients has a, a whoop watch. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Of course. Um, but uh, but yeah, I find the, the data and analytics on a whoop watch are absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have an aura ring, which is very similar to a whoop watch. It's just, it's on your finger instead of your wrist. And just knowing what goes on throughout the night when you're not conscious about it, it's, it's so, so cool. And you can always improve. Yeah. And it's awesome. It's like a Fitbit, you know, when you, you know, as a personal trainer, you 100% know that tracking your progress and looking at the numbers and the data just throughout the longer term, it helps with progress. So this is, this is no different. Yeah, no, hundred percent, bro. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And um, just to wrap up the introduction side, when you mentioned, you know, you got into it because you were like really skinny throughout high school and stuff, dude, like hundred percent relatable. man. (laughs) I went into freshman year. I think I was 110 pounds and I didn't get any heavier than like 120, 125 before I started actually like lifting seriously. Cause I was always into yeah. it. Like, you know, for soccer purposes, you know, like I just wanted to put on a little strength and like get faster and just help, help me like keep the ball as far as like, you know, contact goes. But as far as like actually putting on size, yeah. 120 is the most <laughs> I got. And I'm talking at a height of like 5'10", 5'11", at the time. <laughs> I feel you on that, man. I feel you on that, bro. That was me, man. I can relate to that so much. I had so much trouble reaching reaching past the 120 mark. Like it was like it was like a big barrier for me. You know, I remember, bro. I used to I used to be a big fan of the scale. Like like you know, I would check the scale every day. Now I absolutely despise it, and I tell I preach that to all my clients. But I was like a big like advocator to myself 
only to myself on, I need, I need to get past 120. I need to get past 120. And my body, <laughs> like body's changing, you know, but that mm-hmm. number wasn't going up. And finally, when I passed it, I was so happy. That's but awesome. man, I, I, I feel you on the freaking like being skinny throughout, you know, freshman year, high school, this, that, this, like, man. I was, uh, I can completely relate to you. <laughs> yeah, man. But hey, times change and people grow up. Like this is back when we were like young teenagers. So facts, you facts, know, it's facts. awesome to see where we are now. But yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to touch up on your business a lot more, you know, for the yeah, next, man, um, for sure. yeah, for the next couple like um, sections here. So obviously um, you mentioned that, you know, you've done the in-person training, both at people's homes and at your home gym. And you've also done the online coaching so you know people I've talked to they've either done one or the other they've done either only the in-person or only the um the online and for me I only have um experience with the online myself so I was wondering from someone who's done both what do you think is the main differences between the two both in terms of your experience as a trainer and both the client's experience and who do you think would benefit more between one or the other Okay, so long question. So if I leave certain portions out, just re-ask, okay? (laughs) But no worries. uh, But um, so, man, you know what? Um, Being on both worlds, being able to do in-person and online and still being able to do both worlds is is uh is great and you know what i love a little bit of both like um i love i love the online coaching side and i think there's i think there's certain people who who really like benefit from online coaching and just like you said you know there there are also other people who would really benefit from the in-person but at the end of the day um you know no matter who you are you can benefit from either service like in person is great um, when it comes to, you know, checking form and making sure that people are, people are like on top of their workout, doing it correctly. Because when it comes to online coaching, I don't, I don't sit there and you, you don't sit there and, and watch people's form. You, you expect them to do the workouts. I give them tutorial videos. I give my clients tutorial videos on how to do the workouts. And if they have questions, I'll, I'll dive more deeper into it and I'll send them personalized, you know, tutorial videos. Um, but for that, with that being said, and, you know, if they have pain in their body when it comes to online coaching and they're like, oh, I have pain when I'm doing squats. I ask my clients to record their squats and then like, you know, I'll, I'll fix up their form as much as possible. But, you know, when it comes to being in person is, is it's, it's, it's different. It's I'm there one-on-one with them and I can coach them on fixing it so if if someone you know is is coming into this and and they're wanting and they're wanting you know to to injury rehabilitation or they want to uh, really focus on form learn the foundation of working out lifting that's when I think you know in-person training is absolutely great because you can build um, a great foundation from in-person training. You can you can really learn the ropes. Not to say you can't do that through online coaching, because I'm a strong believer that you still can. Mm-hmm. But you can learn like a lot of the more um, complex movements in person. It's easier to teach, I find personally, when it's in person, because you can go through every little touch um, on on every little key point that needs to be done and said in person at that time. Um, when it comes to online coaching, you know, 
anyone can benefit from it, whether you're a beginner, intermediate, advanced, it doesn't matter. But it's nice um, when people have like, you know, they, they've worked out maybe uh, like at least a month in their life and they know, they understand working out just a little bit in a sense. They have done a workout. They know kind of how to do certain workouts. They may just need tweaks and whatnot. Or people who, who want a plan in front of them because online coaching is a lot about accountability. Personal training is still a lot about accountability. You know, that's, that's what this industry is a lot about. It's accountability, holding people accountable, making sure they're on top of their goals, making sure that they're doing everything possible in order to better themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping that I covered your question. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. Like the main reason I asked is because I'm sure there's a lot of people like I even get people in my uh, DM sometimes as well. They're just unsure, like, you know, do I go the online route with an online trainer or should I, you know, get one at my gym or something? So, you know, people are always on the fence about that and they're not sure how they would benefit. So, yeah, that definitely answered the question. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, man. Like at the end of the day, you know, um, whether you're with an online coach or an in-person coach, um, you will, you should expect to get the same results, whether it's result-based or whether it's like, you know, you can expect that if you, you have an online coach, you know, and you want to learn form foundation, you may get a little bit better of um, experience with an in-person, but that should never stop you from going to an online coach because you still will be able to get the same experience and the same learning experience from an online coach as well as an in-person trainer like never never find all in all is like who's ever listening is never find an excuse for yourself to prolong um whatever you're doing to help your uh, health and fitness goals just whatever's in front of you whatever you can start with asap is just get started you know that's that's like a big word of advice i could tell anyone is hop on something right away don't give yourself an excuse yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. you know and especially because uh you know i'll have people like you know message me after i wrote them a workout plan or some of my clients like from back yeah. then they'll be like you know thank you so much um you know i lost this much weight or i just hit this on the bench you know it, you know how it is you post your testimonials yeah. pretty frequently on your stories so yeah <laughs> yeah and like i always tell them like you know congratulations and they'll be like praising me and i'm be like yo like you're the one who put in the work you're the one who showed up day yeah. in day out like you should be the one thanking yourself you know like and you know I, I, i'm bringing this up because like you know, at the end of the day, no matter which route you take online or in person, you're the one putting in the work and you're the one taking, you you know, most of the credit goes to the client themselves. So, you know, us coaches, we're just here to guide, guide them, you know, guide them. That's it. Right. They, I, I tell, I tell all my clients the exact same thing is you're putting in all the hard work. It's all your hard work and dedication. And that's why you're seeing results. I'm just here helping you down the right path. But, you know, I'm just, I'm just paving the path for you, but you're doing all the hard work. You, you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. And I can go for anyone that thinks, you know, a coach is going to come in and like fix all of the problems as well. You know, it's going to take both of us for you to, well, mostly the client, you know, but you know, yeah, my program and my advice, it doesn't mean anything if you're not showing up. So again, that's just one thing to keep in mind. So. Agreed. Agreed. One hundred percent, man. It doesn't mean anything if you're not showing up. Hundred percent. And um, more on the business side, you know, this is for anyone who's trying to start like a fitness-based business, whether that's uh, in person or online, or they're just trying to, you know, sell programs recreationally here and there, kind of like what I did yeah. back in like 2019. 
and this is also for people that were in your position, you know, they worked at a gym in person and they want to maybe transition into like a more independent entrepreneurial scene. So do you have any tips on like how someone can get started in either situation and what they can kind of do moving forward? You know, this can be obviously based on your experience because you've done it and preached it. Yeah. (laughs) So I think, I think the first things, uh, first things first is if you're genuinely passionate about, you know, helping people and personal training and whatever it is uh, that you're passionate about is follow your passion, you know, just, just jump right into it. Don't make excuses for yourself. Don't say, I don't know how to do things. Cause you know what, when I started all, like when I started in-person personal training on my own, I didn't know a thing. I didn't know anything about the business side. I didn't know how to get leads. I didn't know how to get clients. I just said, I'm going to figure it out. And once you're in the situation and you're put in that situation is you will figure it out. Um, When I got into online coaching, I didn't know how to um, not, I know how to coach people. I knew how to train people in person. I did not know how to get a new lead, but I did figure it out. So um, if I was to guide someone and tell them, you know, what would you do? I would say jump right into it, man, and you will figure it out. And that being said, is start off with just getting a basic certification, whether it's a CanFit or going to school for it or whatever. Start off with getting a basic certification in personal training. Know the foundations, know um, the basics of it. You know, you get you get a good understanding through taking a course. After that, you know, if you... If you want to go work at a gym, go work at a gym. If you want to work independently, go work independently. And and what you can take from working independently is you got to, you, whatever you put in is the result that you're going to get out. So if you, if you put in, you know, 40 hours a week is in, into personal training, into getting leads, into um, marketing yourself somehow on social media, telling people that you're a personal trainer that's the that's the output that you're going to receive um so all in all a big piece of advice that i guess i can give anyone on the business side is go for it don't let anything stop you is um you know whatever whatever your dreams and passions are just follow it i know it's generic but it's it's cliche but it's it's what actually works and that's exactly what i did was one day i remember i was sitting in my backyard and i was like know what I'm done working for people and I'm just going to I was with one of my buddies and I was like I want to open up my own personal training business I went I registered my company and I said and whatever 24 hours later whatever all my business name stuff came up and I said I'm starting my own personal training company and this is what I'm going to do that's Mo if I could tell you that's literally how I started my business I was in my backyard I was hanging out with one of my friends and he helped me register my business and I literally registered it 24 hours later. I said, I'm registered, whatever, and I'm going for it. I'm starting my own mobile personal training business. And that's how it all started. That's awesome. Taking action right away. I love it. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's, that's what it is. You know, if, you, if you're going to be an entrepreneur and you're going to work for yourself, you have to put in drive. You have to put in work because nothing's coming to you. If you don't put in the work, nothing's going to come to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, no client is just going to walk to you. You got to somehow prove yourself to a client on why they want to work with you. You know what I mean? Nobody at the beginning just walked to me and said, hey, can you be my trainer? Wasn't like that. You know, I got I to gotta post some sort of, 
I got to put so something out there for someone to believe my work, someone to believe why they should work with me. You understand what I mean? Oh man, a hundred percent. Like I know this from firsthand experience because when I, the more, what I realized, like the times where I'm posting a lot about like fitness or sleep related content, whether it's something as simple as like, you know, posting the calories I had for the day and the macros or like my sleep stats or some tips here and there, whatever it may be when I'm putting in that work and showing up, that's when I get the most DMS. That's when I get the most program requests. That's when I get the most like, you know, Hey, can you help me out with X, Y, and Z? I get the most of that. And then when there are times where I don't post it as much and, you know, don't put myself out there as much, I don't really get that. So, and it's a, it's exactly like what you said. No one's going to just walk up to you and say, Hey, can you train me? You got to put yourself out there. You need eyeballs. And more importantly, you need credibility and trust because no, if someone doesn't trust you, they're not going to hand you their money and do business with you. No, a hundred percent. And you know, you spoke about credibility and trust, and then I can touch back to a point on so, for someone who wants to get started is like someone, you know, I had no credibility and I had no trust in what I was doing. Right. I didn't work with any clients before really starting my business. Yes. I worked for a gym. I worked with very few clients, but I didn't take before and pictures after pictures of them. I didn't, you know, but your credibility is in yourself. And when I say that is when you're in this industry, you must have some sort of body transformation of yourself. That's your credibility. It all starts with yourself. And what I mean by that is like, Mo, you didn't come from nothing. You, you, you came like a similar story as me being super skinny to now being, you know, a very, a very muscular, like, you know, male, very aesthetic and, and whatnot. Like you got, oh, thank you. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like your, your proof of concept is yourself. Yeah. So if anyone wants to get into the fitness industry and be like, yo, what do I, what do I have? I haven't worked with any clients. How am I supposed to get clients? Well, no, your proof of concept is yourself. So you market yourself. People like it. They will come to you. They will approach you. You got to reach out as well. You, you know what I mean? You oh, want to be, yep. you should be able to help. But yeah, 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 man. That's, that's my little rant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Like I completely agree with it, especially, um, like what you said about like the biggest credibility you have is yourself because I'm like, dude, I plugged this guy in like almost every single podcast, but Hayden, we're both really good friends with him. I remember um, I was sitting down with him for lunch. I think this was back like very early 2019 before I even sold like a single program. He was telling me, he's like, you know, the biggest testimonial you have is yourself. You know, people are going to look at you. Yeah. They're going to look at your physique and you know, that's a good starting point, you know, because, and you can't fake that either because there's a lot of industries, no. let's say like, you know, the marketing industry or like, you know, the stock crypto trading industry. It's so easy yeah. to like put post fake designer or a rented car or wear someone else's yeah. clothes. It's so easy to fake it. But for fitness, you can only get away with so much Photoshop before people yeah. catch on. <laughs> Especially because like that, that Photoshop, that's not going to follow you in person, you know, unless you plan on wearing no. hoodies and jackets for the rest of your life and hiding your physique, it ain't going to work out. <laughs> big facts, big facts. You're speaking facts, man. That is true. It's not going to work out. So like, like we both said is the biggest credibility is yourself. And I agree with that 100%. And that Photoshop ain't doing shit for you. <laughs> yeah, 100%. You know, like, you know, it, it's completely cool to, you know, 
adjust the contrast and the lighting and here and there in your pictures i'm pretty sure like almost everyone does that but yeah as far as like actually trying to enlarge your muscles man people are gonna tell (laughs) (laughs) people can tell (laughs) that's so funny yeah big difference between appearing with a pump and like some photoshop gains you know what i mean (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. oh yeah yeah trust me big big difference man and people will catch on to that shit you know what i mean especially if someone runs not only running into you in person but like you could tell to an extent unless the person's extremely talented when the picture's photoshopped when there's edits made to it and etc you know Mm-hmm. yeah 100 percent. and just touching up on like the credibility thing one more time like you built a lot of credibility through uh again showing first your own body transformation showing other client like other clients transformations and as well you know just working at a gym and kind of getting your hands dirty before like you know registering your business and opening up what you got right now which is this whole mobile business in my case again it was just i sold very cheap programs you know like the very first programs I put out, they were $12. And the whole reason for that, you know, yes, I made some pretty decent side money from that. But the whole reason was just to get some credibility, credibility and trust out there, make people believe that, yeah, I am what I'm about, I can get results, and I can actually deliver what I promised, which is, you know, a program with these tips and that and like fully custom and stuff, you know, just to make sure, you know, people aren't getting scammed out here, you know, people ask for a program and they get you know some copy pasted google program <laughs> or whatever you know people yeah, have up their no, sleeves no. these days <laughs> <laughs> man i never even thought about doing that all these years i promise you being a trainer i've never ever ever thought about copy pasting a google's program like a program that you know someone else made i don't know why it's just never come into my head i've always been like I got to make the program. I got to make the program. But it's funny because I'm 99.9% sure that many people do that out there. You know, many, like probably trainers potentially do that. You know, they copy paste programs from other people or program, not, not even from other people. It's just off Google templates and just take it and, you know, reuse, reuse and recycle them. Yeah, dude, a hundred percent. And like, I mean, at the end of the day, people get what they pay for but you know no matter what they pay it should be exactly what you promise you know if you said it's going to be a custom program for their goals that's exactly what it should be it shouldn't be like copy pasted off like google or just some like cookie cutter thing that anyone can run you know what i mean it has to be to their schedule their preferences like you probably ask your clients you know like what what do you prefer as far as like you know what are your goals what what does your scheduling look like how many times a week do you want to work out you know, if someone only wants to work out. Yeah. If someone wants to work out a few times a week, I'm not going to put them on a six times a week program and vice versa. Never. You know, uh, No, hundred percent, man. You got to tailor it to their personalized schedule, their personalized goals. And you know, whatever it is, is you got to figure out how you're going to make them hit their targets with um, their busy schedules, with their personal goals and et cetera, you know, hundred percent. And if you want to add any two cents to this, obviously you've already answered the main question very thoroughly, but as far as my two cents, if someone's just trying to build credibility, you know, hit up your friends, see who's trying to get something for free. You know, that's how I started before I started charging for those like very cheap $12 programs. I just trained a few of my friends, got them results, posted their results. And then that's kind of when the business started like slowly flowing in. And then it just ends up compounding itself. You know, the more results you get and the more business you get, it just keeps 
stacking, 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 as long as you stay consistent. Thousand percent, no matter what industry you're in, whether it's uh, whether it's marketing, whether it's uh, accounting, whether it's like any business, anytime, you know, uh, working for free is very underrated. Sometimes, you know, helping someone for free um, can be just a win-win situation for both. And uh, I've done that, you know, I've helped people out for free. It's not always about the money. It's about, you know, um, helping someone make a difference in their life, but as well as, you know, back to the credibility point is, you know, um, if you can help someone and make a difference in their life while also building yourself credibility from the start, if that's what you need to do, I mean, I think that'd be the best starting point for people, you know, it'll, what, it'll help someone else and it'll also help you. It's a win-win at the end of the day. And that's, you know, nobody's taking an L. Exactly. Everyone wins. And like, at the end of the day, it's, you know, have some type of fun with it. Like most recently, I think you did like a 14 day free, like quarantine oh, fitness yeah. challenge, right? Yeah. 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 And that was, that was a lot of fun. It just actually finished on Monday. So oh, that, awesome. uh, that was, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I took on 15 people, um, 15 or more. No, I took on, took on about 22 people. I, I ended up taking was about 22 people in total. And, um, we, I did a 14 day challenge and it was really fun. Like it was, uh, you know, and everybody asked me, why are you doing this for free? Like I post daily testimonials of clients that I'm working with, but also clients that I worked with in the 14 day challenge. And I had calls with actually just a few of them right before I hopped on this podcast. And, you know, it's, it's, it's not only a free program, but I gave, I gave a service that I wanted to genuinely help people. So a complete a little bit of a side note, Mo, my apologies. Yeah, it's okay. I told every, every single one of my clients that I was working with for this 14 day challenge, they all asked me at the beginning, 95% of them asked me, why are you doing this for free? And I'm like, listen, it's not only to help people during these hard times. And it's, it comes down to things being a win-win situation. I set a personal goal this year that, I wanted, and I'm sharing it with you and I'm sharing it for everyone who's listening to this podcast was I want to help over a hundred people this year. Um, and whether it's paid, whether it's free, no matter what it was, it was just my personal goal that I am going to help over a hundred people this year. Um, and so one way or another, I want to help them with their health and fitness. So that's, that's not the only reason I did a, a challenge was not only, you know, to satisfy my own goals, but it was actually genuinely to help people. So I gave people daily accountability checks. I gave them weekly, like deep accountability checks every week with a video response. I gave them all personalized workout plans, personalized nutrition plans for 14 days so that they can follow and achieve their goals, man. And everybody had phenomenal results. That's amazing, man. And again, it goes back to the authenticity. Like people can tell someone like you is authentic and about what they do and not just in it for the money and like a paycheck, you know what I mean? So I think that's really, really awesome. Yeah, man. A thousand percent, a thousand percent. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. And like, I was in a similar situation where, um, you know, I did that arm guide, like fundraiser, like very yeah, short I event. Like in the Participated. Yeah, again, thank you so much. I was going to thank you off no, camera, no. but dude, like, I appreciate that, man. <laughs> no, all day, bro. All day, man. Anything to help. Yeah, man. Thank you. Like, if anyone's listening to this that participated in that, like, I remembered every single person that participated in that just because it was very important to me and stuff. And again, like, it's, you got to get creative, like, help people out. And it was a situation where 
everyone won, you know, I, I got, you know, more eyeballs on me and like, I kept a little cut just for like to compensate for my time, but it wasn't anything crazy. I kept a very small amount yeah. as far as everyone else. Yeah. They got a really good guide that I could have easily charged like 30, $40 for, like it was a full breakdown of how to train your arms and exercises. And yeah. there's a lot Fantastic. in there. And then at the end of the day, charity, detail. yeah, thank you. And charity benefit at the same, at the same time. And like, people ask me like, you know, why didn't you keep more, you know, cause I think I donated, I think it was 70 or 75%. And people were like, you yeah. know, why didn't you keep like 50 or something or like 40%? It's like, at the end of the day, you know, my intentions didn't really align with that. I, I could have probably asked for more, but at the end of the day, it was the, the main purpose wasn't to make a book off. It was just for charity and to help as many people out. So again, it all works out. And if anyone's listening, just get creative with it. If you want to do a little charity event related to what you're doing, do that. If you want to do what Rahul did and do like a free challenge for a couple of weeks, do that as well. It's just all about being creative and, and your intentions got to align with it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You got to, you, your intentions do got to align with it and you got to want to do it and not kind of feel that like the need to do it. It's more of, you know, you want to give back, you want to help. A hundred percent, man. And um, just the last question to kind of um, close off the business side of the podcast for someone who's yeah, kind of, of course, yeah, just someone who's already kind of in this industry, got their feet through the door, made a bit of money, but they want to kind of scale it. What have been like, what are your top tips and kind of uh, advice for not only getting clients, but maintaining them? Because you said off camera that you have some long-term clients and I know how important client retention is, so um so you want to know how people should like how they should coach clients is that sorry like you just your question oh yeah um, i meant like, like how to be able just getting feet through the door like actually getting business actually getting business so i mean like over the years i've definitely tried many different things um and you know some things stick some things don't stick something is a lot of trial and error you know um but you know i think um when it comes to marketing, there's a lot of different ways and routes you can go. One, promoting yourself. Organic reach is absolutely great. Um, and I think that's pro that's one of the biggest things that I've, I didn't do for a very long time um, was a lot of organic reach. And that's, you know, posting consistently, like some, some days I now post twice a day. I'm, just, I'm trying to get to three times a day and just, you know, your social media is, uh, I consider now my social media, my real estate, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's a, it's, it's a big showcase of all my work I've done, big showcase of the message I, I uh, really, you know, provide for people. And then after, you know, once you get to a certain level, I would say is, you know, some sort of paid marketing, whether it's hiring a digital marketer for you or learning that skill, whatever it is, is, um, you know, you, you can go that paid route. Um, that that's, that's also a route that people can go. And, you know, I have gone that route. Um, I've had multiple marketers help me. Hayden's been one of them. And I have another friend, Tara has been one of them. And, you know, they've, they've been, uh, they've been a great help in my uh, success and my business on uh, my digital marketing. And um, so running paid ads works, uh, depending on what you're looking for and what you're looking to do, it should never be the first option. Oh, I need paid marketing. That should never be your first option. You need to build some sort of foundation. 
Um, and you know what is uh, getting, you know, one thing I've learned is, is uh, sometimes hiring a business mentor or a business coach also helps uh, learning the business side of things, you know, um, cuts a big learning curve in your, in your journey. And um, that, that can also help people uh, definitely uh, grow and succeed in business. Because if you, if you have someone that's been in the industry and you know that's done and been successful in it and you can learn from them and sometimes you know you got to pay for it but I think paying for something is always better than getting something for free and that's because when your money's on the line and uh, you know and you know it's your actual money your hard-earned money and that's on the line you'll actually pay more attention to it you'll put in the work and make sure that you receive the best output for it rather than when someone gives you something for free if they give you a book for free for instance um, you'll probably throw it on the side and read it whenever, but if you paid for that book, it's most likely it's going to be the first thing that you read once you get home. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and when it comes to like, you know, maintaining clients, you know, yeah, I know you mentioned like, oh yeah, I do have long-term clients. Yeah, I have, I've, I have clients that I've been working with uh, for the last three years, four years that are still stuck with me. Nice. Um, and I think that that comes down to and consistent and consistent at three times a week seeing me you know what i mean like there's not and that's consistent for three years four years some people two years some people one year you know what i mean mm -hmm. and the reason i build those long-term clients and that's that's what i look for is is building a relationship and actually wanting to help because once person reaches one goal and you can provide them that is the same way bro you have goals i have goals our goals never stop once you reach one goal you're going to want the next thing. Once you reach that, there you're going to want the thing after that. You, you know what I mean? The mm -hmm. same way you you hit a PR on your power lift. Well, just because you hit that PR, it's it, it it doesn't mean anything now. Now it's like, yo, you you got you got your own next personal record. Do you know what I mean? Yep. It's like, yo, you want the next thing. So it's the same thing with a lot of my long-term clients. Is, is I built such a great relationship with them, I provide them. Uh, from what I would say is such a great service so that they want to stick around. And I don't, I don't give them a reason to want to leave me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And in that sense is, is if you continue to provide value for people and you continue to provide a great service and you're actually genuine about what you do and you want to help people will stick around in this industry. You know what I mean? They're not, yeah. they're not in it short term. And so, yeah, man, that's uh I hope I answered your questions. Oh yeah, that, that was awesome. Like very well put. <laughs> and I'm glad you mentioned uh, the social media thing. Cause like, I gotta say, bro, like I've been following you for a few years, but the content you've been putting out since, <clears throat> excuse me, the content you've been putting out since the start of 2021, it's been amazing. Like so high quality. And I can tell you're putting effort into it from the photos to the videos to even the captions. And like, I've actually seen a couple of your reels in my explore page too, which is actually pretty cool. So it's not just coming on my home feed. <laughs> no, no, I that that's cool to know though. I didn't know that. That's sick. <laughs> yeah, man. So like, I'm glad you bought that up. And if I had to give my two cents too, like, um, you know, I know that Rahul just mentioned um, client retention, but for anyone listening, if you have like any clients dropping off or whatever, like it's so important not to burn any bridges. Like I've, wrote programs for yeah. a lot of people, whether it's been like for coaching purposes or like a one-off purpose back when I did those very cheap programs, very affordable ones. You don't want to burn any bridges because who knows that client 
may come back in a year or maybe they'll refer someone else to you. And at the end of the day, like I've gone closer with people I've either written a program for or coached, you know, so very important not to burn any bridges in this industry because word gets around. <laughs> Let's just say that. No, agreed, agreed. And uh, just to touch base on that a little more, man, yeah. is, is something I love doing is every every couple months, I actually reach back to, um, you know, any trainer who's listening to this uh, is something I do is every couple months or every month, sometimes I reach back to all my old clients. And that's, that's just literally because I just want to check in on them. How are you doing? Right now, COVID, you know, how's COVID going? How's your family? How's everyone doing? How's this? How's that? You know, and just reaching back to them, not to sell them anything, not to sell them my service. Hey, are you coming back to training? Not any of that, but it's more so just because I genuinely care on, you know, I want to know how your day was. That's it. You know, a, a once a month or a once every couple month check-in is never going to hurt. And I mean, if you consider, I consider all my clients, my friends. So, I mean, you know, if you consider them your friends, you genuinely want to check in on people, you know, exactly. and that's, and that's also why people, people come in this business and this in particular, any business, any business, I would say people come back because they built a relationship with you. Any business you're in, I would say is all based off relationship. The reason you want to go work with a certain realtor and you want to work with him again is be not because he provided a great service, not only because of that but it's also because you built a great relationship with them. The reason you wanna go back to the same accountant or you want that same teacher or you want whatever it is, the same personal trainer is because you built a great relationship with them and you have a great rapport. So I think it's all about building and holding a great relationship with someone, whether it's friends, family, clients, et cetera. And I think that's the core foundation and that's the core thing that you should hold on to in order to, whether it's retain clients or whatever it is, you know? Love that man. And if anyone's listening to this, like rewind what he just said, because that was that was some gems. I I gotta admit, especially um, <laughs> especially what you mentioned about like you know your friends with all your clients. Like, I'll a hundred percent agree. Like, obviously, when it comes to like a one-off program where they don't plan on you know coming back or like checking in or anything, you know, I, I'll do that for anybody. But as far as like coaching, where I'm gonna be checking in on them every day or almost every day hopping on calls with them keeping up with them I got to get along with them and they got to get along with me you know I've never coached someone where I didn't consider them like some type of friend you know what I mean so I'm, I'm sure you can agree with that based on what you just said yeah 100% man I don't uh, when it comes to coaching clients online and whatever it is like it's I don't I won't work with just anyone and everyone I want to be able to make sure that you know what we are the right fit to work together Mm -hmm. um, and we we do we will get along and we have the same goal alignments because you know what at the end of the day um, I haven't I haven't come to many situations where I've had to say no to people but you know if if I if I don't feel like I'm the right fit for you I will be very honest with the person and tell them you know what I'm not the right coach for you but there is also other coaches out there that'd be a better fit for you yeah so I mean you know you you can't just say yes to everybody because you know they're putting it's not, it's not all about, you know, business, business. It's also about wanting to help people and wanting to be able to achieve their goals. Like you, you, for instance, you know, you can help people with weight loss. You can help people with strength gain. You can help people with powerlifting. You can help people with soccer. But, you know, if an athlete comes to you, a professional athlete says, yo, I need to train for baseball and I need this, that, this, that. I'm not saying you can't help them. I'm just saying, you know, 
you whether it's you or me it's not our forte you know what i mean it's not it's not our primary our primary you, you know niche specific whereas you know there's a coach out there that that is more niche specific on that so that would be a better fit for them and that's what i would tell them it's like listen i'm not the best coach for you in this at this time for your specific goals yet you can find someone else that is 100 yeah. percent. yeah it's all about finding a specialist at the end of the day depending on what you want so i love how you put that yeah hundred percent hundred percent and you know what you do your best to help people in this industry and that's what i do is i do my best to help people and you do too so that's what it's all about man man exactly man that's awesome so you know that pretty much wraps up the business side of things i do have a few questions in regards to like actually you know like fitness related stuff for anyone who's well this is actually going to help a lot of people especially where we live with uh with the lockdowns and stuff but uh you know, just to start off, you know, you post a lot of testimonials and, you know, people are reaching their goals with you pretty much every single day, it seems like. So, yeah, I really want to, you know, how about you just talk about the importance of goal setting and like why everyone should set a goal for themselves, no matter how bigger, bigger, small it is. Uh, goal setting, man, goal setting. I love goal setting. I think it's what drives me and pushes me every single day, man. Uh, you know, as, as cliche as, you know, uh, New Year's resolution goals sound, and I've never been a big believer in them. And I'm still, you know, I just use a new year to set my new goals. But I also do, you know, I find personal goal setting is what drives an individual and what pushes them um, to become a better them and become a better version of yourself. So um, like personally, I set goals every single year. But within the year, I set even more goals because, you know, once you achieve a goal, it's not, you, you know, it doesn't stop there like we touched on earlier. It's like once you achieve a new PR in the gym, it doesn't stop there. Right. Mm -hmm. So whether it's financial in the gym, health wise, um, anything, you know what I mean? Goal setting is like the most important thing anybody should do. Um, and you know what? Don't stop just because you reached one goal. Never stop there. It's it's always have new ones. And one one tip and one trick I can I sh I would share with everyone is put a timer on your goal. Is set a date. You know by by you know what September 2021, I want to lose 20 pounds. And I have from now it's it's May it's May 12th today. I have from now till September 15th the next June, July, August, September, the next four months to crush 20 pounds. And that's a healthy pace. Mm -hmm. You can do that. You, you know what I mean? It's goal setting is the most important thing. And it's once it's wired in your brain that you're going to do something. And once you tell yourself you're going to do something, that's the first step on achieving your actual goal. Once you tell yourself, I'm able to do this, you write it down. I write down affirmations every single day. And I think affirmations are a part of my goal setting. And I, I think, I think that's also super important shifting the mindset. And I know mindset, it comes into goal setting, but yeah. um, goal setting all in all is, is the most important thing. And I think no matter what you're doing in life, whether it's personal business, finance, and whatever it is, you, you know what I mean? Well, I'll stick to health and fitness because that's that's what I specialize in is goal setting is the most important thing. And with all my clients I work with is we set weekly goals. Every single week I get all my clients, I send them a check, personalized check-in form and I respond them uh, with my coaching clients. Um, I respond to them with the video. But every single week, 
I check in with every single one of my clients. I check in with my clients five times a week, but um, we do goal setting. Hey, did you hit your goal? Why didn't you hit your goal? And we dive deep into what to fix and what we won't fix. And if they crush their goals, amazing. We set new ones. And if they didn't crush their goals, I make sure by that the second week that they're absolutely killing their goals, no excuses. Goal setting is so important. That's the only way you'll be able to hit your targets, hit your personal goals and whatnot. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Especially, um, you know, how you said you do weekly check-ins for your clients. You know, I did the exact same thing whenever I work one-on-one with someone. But yeah, like you emphasize it really well. I noticed that when I don't really have a goal in place for, well, you know, we'll stick to like health and fitness because that's the main theme and like your specialization. When I don't have a main goal in the gym, I'm just kind of going to, you know, quote unquote, maintain or just kind of go through the motions. I don't make as much progress and I don't make as much, you know, I'm not as motivated. And, you know, we will touch up on motivation shortly. But even that, you know, my progress, it's not, it's either stagnating or it's, it's increasing at a very slow pace. And then when I realize like, yeah, yeah. And what I realize is when I do have a goal in place and put a time on it, just like you mentioned, man, like I achieve it every single time and the progress is, it's, it's amazing. Like you can't really, I can't really describe it. You know, you, you got to put yourself in that situation. Yeah. No, thousand percent, thousand percent, man. It's goal setting is, is the foundation, man. And it's the first thing you should be doing. Um, whether it's the health fitness wise, personal goals, whatever it is, goal setting is super important. And I preach it to everybody. hundred percent. And just to follow up on that, you know, my next question would be motivation. You know, how do you personally stay motivated and how do you keep your clients motivated? Cause I'm sure there's going to be times, you know, I've went through it. You've probably went through it. Anyone listening's probably went through it. You know, not every day is going to be a 10 out of 10 day. There are going to be days where you're a bit more tired than usual, or you just don't feel like it. Or, you know, in your case of a trainer, maybe your client just needs the extra bit of push. So what have your been like main key takeaways per se, when it comes to staying motivated? Motivated, motivated, <laughs> uh, motivation, man. That's, that's, uh, that's, I personally motivate myself with, it comes back to goals. I, I, I'm a big believer in goal setting. So I, if I have a goal in mind, I do everything in my power to, um, to crush it. And so that's, that's actually my motivation. So my motivation is by the goals I set. And not only that is, is, you know, COVID, you know, had a big impact on everybody, you know, like when it comes, like I said, we're sticking to health and fitness. So, um, it like COVID had like we're working out from home, gyms closing, gyms opening, gyms closing, gyms opening, gyms closing, constantly doing that opening and closing really, really fucks with people mentally. No, excuse my language. But That's okay. um, so with with that being said is, you know, how, how do people find motivation is, is you got to you got to always remember. And I tell I tell all my clients this is you always got to remember why you're doing this. You got to always remember, you know, what what you aspire to be. And stop living in the pre- in the past, but focus on the present and the future on what you're actually trying to achieve. And the touch is on the goal setting. You know, if you if your goal is is you know to to be to have a six pack by the summer, well, you know that that becomes your driving motivation on every single day. If I want to look a certain way, I got to do this, this, and this. I got to hit ten thousand steps. I got to crush a, a workout today. 
and I got to eat clean in order for me to get a six pack this summer. So I look at my motivation. My motivation personally always ends up being um, what my end goal is. And once I achieve that goal, then I set a new goal. And that that's what drives me and that's what drives my motivation. And when I work with my clients, I, I always remind them because they forget. They always forget. And we all forget. We don't give enough credit to ourselves, right? When we do, when we do, uh, when you achieve your goals, you're never, you're never like fully satisfied. You know, it's like, fuck what, well, what's next? What's next? You know? So it's, it's always, I always give my clients credit. I give people credit where it's due. It's not, I'm not giving it out of, out of the blue. It's I give them credit for what it's due. If they lost two pounds in the week, if they lost three pounds, four pounds, whatever it is in a week, in a two weeks, in a month, or if they lost inches off their waist, you know, I give them credit and I remind them, yo, you're that much closer to our end goal. And once we reach our end goal, you will be the happiest person in the world. You know, you went from nothing to being something. And that's what's most important. And stop dwelling on the past. Live now because we can't change the past. Live now. Focus on now. Let's focus on our end goal, which is the future. That's amazing. So, so well put, especially the way you concluded it. But it's a very different but yeah. very um, applicable approach because, you know, if you look up on like Google or YouTube, like how to get motivated, a lot of people will say like, oh, it all comes down to discipline, motivation is BS, this, this, that, you know, people, I don't know, I feel like it's the cool thing to do these days to bash on motivations, but there are actual like applicable ways to stay motivated. And that's kind of what you just proved by answering my question here. 100%, man, 100%. There's so many different ways. Everyone got their way, you know what I mean? Some people, Mm -hmm. maybe it's just by listening to a motivational podcast first thing in the morning i don't know man but like i said my thing and the thing i preach to my clients is always um goal setting and always uh remember those end goals and what you're trying to work on 100 man and the next question here like you may have you, you may be repeating yourself or reiterating what you said but you, you know I'm, okay. I'm gonna i'm gonna ask this anyway because it's gonna help a lot of people out especially here locally where we live um you know what what do you have tips for working out at home because i know a lot of people they don't know what to do as far as like creativity goes or they just have again no motivation to work out at home or they're just struggling or can't stay consistent so you know do you have any tips in regards to you know how someone can go about that yeah yeah 100 percent. you know what there's there are so many ways that that uh that someone can work out from home you know what people under for instance body weight exercises are right now huge and they're super super underrated you can do so much with your own body that you don't need equipment and people people are always like oh i need a gym to work out well no you need that's an excuse you're giving yourself you can do everything you can do in a gym you can do with your body weight you can do at home you know what i mean you can have a killer and you can attest to this yourself mo you can you can have a killer workout just simply with your body weight. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you can get creative, put on a freaking school bag, add some books, a backpack, I should say, not a school bag, a backpack, add some books in it. You know, if you really want weight, but there's no reason why nobody should be uh, not working out during this pandemic and not keeping their health and fitness in check. Um, but all that being said is, is yeah, I may reiterate myself. Just remember what you want, what you really want. And, you know, if that's, if whether it's, you know, looking a certain way, being a certain way, feeling a certain way, always remember that. And that's what you should 
you should be doing, you should be working towards is um, becoming that better person or feeling like that better person. Whatever you need to do in order to be that better person that you want to be, go do it. And if that means working out every day, go work out every day. If that means just working out three times a week, go work out three times a week. If that just means going on walks every day, go on walks every day. Just do what you got to do in order to get yourself moving, get yourself feeling better, get yourself looking better, um, and get yourself um, healthier. Because all this is health, fitness. I think that's like the biggest takeaway that people have taken away during this pandemic is their health and fitness has gone to shit. Mm-hmm. and you know it's and you, you know a lot of people have and I, I even had my own personal time where you know I did not work out I made excuses for myself and uh, you, you know it gets it gets the best of us you know but it's I set some goals and I kept to them and I made it happen you know and I'm not no abnormal person I'm the same as everyone else so I uh, at the end of the day, make it happen and just do what you got to do. It's awesome. Yeah. You know, doing what you got to do, it's better than doing nothing. I remember I saw your lockdown transformation. Like I had the exact same thing. I went through a long period where I didn't do anything and I lost a lot of strength, muscle and put on some fat on top of what I lost. And it wasn't that great. And then yeah. the next lockdown we had in the in the winter and what we're going through right now, as, as far as um, at the time of recording this year, you know, I want to do things different. So, you know, if I'm adding my two cents here for anyone listening, like if your main goals that you were doing at the gym doesn't align with what you got access to at home, you know, switch it up. Like for me, I didn't work out. And, you know, you said you gave yourself excuses, you know, when you didn't work out either, I gave myself a lot of excuses. And one of them was, you know, oh, if I'm not lifting heavy and powerlifting and you know, chasing my main goal, then yeah. what's, what's the point, you know, and that's just the wrong the way point? of going about things. So what I did different going forward is, you know, we had another lockdown in the winter and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna pretend the powerlifting competition is just not going to happen, which let's face it at this rate, it's, it's probably not happening this summer anymore anyway. <laughs> so good call on my part, but you know, I was just like, you yeah. know what, you know, I'm going to put aside heavy squats, heavy deadlifts, heavy bench. You know, I'm going to just focus on the physique side of things. So I did exactly what you just mentioned earlier. I put on a backpack. I have adjustable dumbbells. I stuffed those dumbbells into the backpack, started doing weighted push-ups, weighted pull-ups. I did a lot of high rep stuff with the dumbbells and bands that I had. I got creative with new exercises. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm in, I'm still in great shape and, you know, I'm on a cut right now, so I probably did lose a lot of that powerlifting strength. But that first <laughs> lock, that earlier lockdown we had in the winter, dude, um, I was still bulking at the time. So I ended up gaining muscle. And when I went back in the gym, even though I wasn't lifting heavy, all my lifts went up, especially my accessory lifts. So that was really cool to see. So if anyone's listening to this, you know, you can obviously, like Rahul just mentioned, like you can get a you can get in shape at home. You can get a great physique at home and you can still get stronger as well. You just got to stay consistent with it and set the right goals. So yeah, you got anything to add uh, on to that? Or? No, that was that you, I think you said it better than I did, my man. <laughs> awesome. Man. Well, that pretty much wraps up, you know, the questions we have. I'm going to just ask you to wrap up the main section of the podcast. The question I ask everyone at the end, and then I'm going to have some personalized quick fire questions for you. So it's all, all sound good. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Awesome, man. So, 
you know, the question I ask everyone at the end is what are your goals for the future? And when I say future, I mean like longer term, like one to 10 years from now. So like longer term. Uh, you know what, man? Um, that's on a very large scale. What are my long-term goals is being able to help thousands of people all around the world. And I confident, confidently will say I will be doing that. We'll be helping ten, like thousands of people all around the world. Um, all a part of my uh, like online coaching program and some in person. But a lot of online coaching and just being able to help thousands of people all around the world. That's a big long-term goal for me. That's awesome, man. I mean, you're on the right track already. So, you know, no doubt you're going to get to that number. Yes. Thank you, my man. I appreciate that. Of course, man. So as far as quick fire questions go, I have six questions for you here today. So, you know, we'll jump right into it. So first question, if you, you know, this might be a tough question to ask you, but if you were in a personal trainer, what would you be? <laughs> um, you know what, man, when I was, uh, when I was a lot younger, I always wanted to be a uh, teacher. Um, that was when I was young, young, young. And I actually had very recently one of my clients, uh, she said, I would make a great teacher. And it's funny because I, sorry, I know this is quick fire. I, I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. You, you can, <laughs> but, uh, gonna, quick I'm fire on my part, you know, quick <laughs> fire on my part. You can talk as much yeah. as you want. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I said a uh, teacher and, um, you know, one way or another is what I'm doing right now is I'm teaching people. I'm teaching them about health and fitness and lifestyle. So um, would I be a teacher if I wasn't a personal trainer? I want to say uh, maybe because I enjoy it. Um, but uh, other than that, uh, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything else. So I'll just say teacher for now, but I'm sure it'd be something else on the entrepreneurship side. But we'll say teacher for now. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. So second question, it might be a very obvious answer, but favorite part of the job? Helping people. There you go. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so question number three, obviously you have like a full decked out home gym in your garage. Um, what's your favorite piece of equipment that you got at your house that you just enjoy using ooh, the most? Ooh. Actually, you know what? It's, uh, it's like my balancing, like push-up um, balancing push-up uh thing i actually don't even know what it's called like i genuinely don't know all i know is that there's like it's a it's literally how to do, it's like it's push-ups but you got to really use all your stabilizer muscles to do your push-ups i i don't know what it's called i don't have a name for you i it's the, like i've never seen it in the gym i've never seen it anywhere um except uh i once found it uh, a buddy gave it to me um, he found it at the store and I was like, yo, I love this. It's my favorite piece of equipment. That's sick. Yeah. I saw you, po I saw it in one of your posts and like, again, I never saw it yeah. in the gyms, but it's like a best way I can describe it. It's like a hybrid between like an ab wheel rollout and the push up. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Like there's two, there's like, there's like two like handles and in middle, it's like a circular, like small, like, like foam roller size, like a small foam roller size and two handlebars and imagine you have two handlebars on like a foam roller and it's like going side to side and you got to balance it while doing a push-up while not falling on either side i don't know that's the best way i can describe it for anyone listening yeah very <laughs> unique piece of equipment but yeah, yeah moving on to question number four what is your favorite 
gym moment. This can be like something you found hilarious, or it can be like, you know, you just achieved a cool like PR, or it can just be something memorable. Uh, gym moment, huh? Off the top of my head. Um, you know, what comes into my head was one time when I was a lot younger and I just started the gym was, um, I had a gentleman who I'm actually still, um, he was, he was a lot older than me when I say a lot, maybe like 15 years older than me, but you know what, till this day, um, I still run into him and he was actually, he would never know this. And if he ever listened to this, he'd probably smile, but he was someone who said, Hey dad remember when I was this skinny and pointed at me, but then, but then said, yo, you're going to make it. You're going to become like D's and you're going to become big. Don't you worry. Like, it was like a, it was like, like a small, like, it was like, just like a small, small takeaway when I was really young. Like I was probably like 14, 15 at the time, Mm -hmm. but it was like, you know what? I got this big D's guy telling me, yo, I was there one point, you know? but you know look at me now that's gonna be you you know what i mean like when i was a yeah. kid like it's that for some reason it stuck with me till this day so there must be a reason why you asked that question that memory came to my head that's awesome man you know everyone has their like little memorable moment you know i have mine i yeah i'd have to like actually think about it and get the question asked to me but yeah man that's awesome so question number five you're hitting a pr what music are you putting on this can be like a genre or like a specific song or an artist Rap music. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> rap. They're like heavy That's awesome. rap. Maybe some maybe some meek male dreams and nightmares or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's <not> something hard. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah something was hard. Like, I don't know, man. Anything. But yeah, awesome. just like some sick rap. Yeah. Sick, man. And question number six. Do you have any workout rituals just to get you in the zone? Uh you know what? I actually do not have any workout rituals i'm not someone who has a ritual before i work out other than i just need music going i just want some hype upbeat music uh that'll get me in my zone so that's like that's my only ritual which i need every single workout to get me in my zone is just any sort of hype up music and uh, i keep it different every time because i don't like listening to the same stuff over and over again Mm -hmm. so if you ask me like oh what's your favorite song i don't have one i'm very i just want different music playing yeah fair Um, enough yeah awesome man that pretty much wraps it up for the quick fire questions as well the uh entire podcast so you know before we fully close things off uh, where can people reach you uh they can give me a shout on instagram uh my name is rahul's fitness r-a-h-u-l-s fitness um you can dm me um through there you can contact me on my website performancefitnesscanada.com um rahul's fitness on facebook performance fitness canada on facebook instagram all social media platforms tiktok to rahul's fitness on tiktok so literally all social media platforms you can contact me um that's probably the best way to reach me shoot me a dm if you're ever interested in working together or you know if you have any health and fitness questions by all means i'm always happy to help that's awesome sounds good so that pretty much wraps up for everything rahul thank you so much for coming on Thank you so much for having me, Mo. I appreciate you. Of course, man. Of course. And for everyone listening, I hope you enjoyed the podcast and got a lot of value out of it. And I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Take care.
So I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. If you did, go ahead and subscribe on whatever platform you're using to listen. And I'll catch you guys next Monday.